good morning and welcome to our Jazz in July worship service. Would you join me in welcoming our guests, musicians, the Fulton Street Jazz Ensemble. <laughs> Thank you.
Just then, a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Once again, good morning. Good to see all those smiling faces as we celebrate today. In our Jazz in July Sunday, we celebrate an opportunity to join together, break bread together, raise funds for our collective ministry, and enjoy the hymns of the faith played in old-school style. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, what we're doing, in a way, is uh, quite a passing tradition. I started doing hymnals on uh, the Jazz Festival in Eureka 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, 1996 or 97, and have continued to do those while I was at Nevada City with the Fulton Street Group. God bless you. It's good to see you all again. Bless your hearts. Uh, It's marvelous. As the years go by and click through, it's a way that I kind of measure the years as we see each other. God bless. Um, And what we celebrate, and I think important for us to know, is that what we're celebrating is a style of worship uh, often done on Sunday evenings, Anywhere from Chicago to New Orleans. And this happened starting, gosh, close to 50 years ago, perhaps a little more. And while in the Christian church, they proclaimed the organ and the piano and the sermon on Sunday morning, on Sunday evening, they brought out the horns. And they brought out the tradition of Dixieland and the old hymns done in old school fashion. And the people raised their voices in celebration and joy. And so we continue that tradition, uh, part of very few churches, perhaps anymore, that do so in this wonderful style. And we do so uh, affectionately as we draw together as the body of Christ in one person. And also what we celebrate is throughout the course of the year period, on Jazz Sunday morning or evening, whenever you do it, 
I usually deliver the shortest sermon of the year. Can I get an amen? And the reason that I make the message short is because truly today the message is the music. A clap offering to the Lord, please. We appreciate the way that it raises our spirit, and God knows we need it. In this time, as in all times, where we're in the midst of certain struggles, often the opening up of the voice and the throat and the lungs, lifting up the lyrics of the history and story of our faith, coupled with the music that reaches down deep within our very soul. And with that, we proclaim with joy who we are. And we also, in the midst of turbulent times, need to reclaim the energy of praise and the ability to see miracles in our midst, even in the midst of struggling times. And so we join together to uh, join in that great ascent. Today, my topic is a little different than usual. Uh, in the three years I've been here, in the 20-some years preceding, on Jazz Sundays, I often lift up a cascade that recounts history of Western civilization and the great longing for freedom and liberty contained therein. We go back 4,000 years, and we see in the history of the humankind's unfolding of their character and their destiny we see at the course of this destiny a longing for liberty and freedom that cannot be denied. And as we study the course of Western history, we see again and again those heroes and those individuals who stand up, and then, more importantly, those bodies of ordinary individuals who are able to stand up in the midst of extraordinary times and do amazing things, not because they themselves are amazing, but because the human spirit within them, breathed upon by the Spirit of Christ, is amazing. And nothing short of miraculous can happen when that comes together. So normally, as I said... We lift up that great cascade of history where over and over again we see empires and tyrants attempt to overcome and subdue the will of a people's longing for freedom and liberation only to become undone. One great example of this that we lift up, some of it is legend, some of it fact, but certainly reeks of a solid truth. His name was Sir William Wallace. He's born in 1270, and he died at the ripe old age of 35 in August of 1305. He came from a family which was minor nobility, but still noble enough to be acknowledged as a sir and a knight, though his holdings were fairly humble. He was part of the Scottish rebellion against the English king, 
and they had decided that they would choose liberty and freedom over death and subjugation. And as we go through the story, William Wallace was quite successful at confronting the great powers of the English throne. And when he was, in fact, betrayed by one of his own Scottish noblemen, and when he was taken for execution, it is recorded his last words upon the executioner's lock was a cry for liberty and freedom. He was told all he had to do was confess his crime is treason against the king. And he said, how can I commit treason against a king that I never acknowledged or subserved? And we also acknowledge that we do not bend our knee before tyrants. And we do not surrender our liberty before despots. But we stand in that tradition that calls out for freedom and liberty. In the place of Wallace's execution is a plaque in Latin with the following words. And I translate these words. It says, I tell you the truth. Freedom is what is best. Sons never live like slaves. And in their time, perhaps more than our time, they acknowledge that life is short and the rule of evil empires are long and that every generation must be vigilant. Christ has said for freedom, I have set you free. It is not a political reality that we lift up today. It is truly a spiritual reality that is written in the base of our very natures. And we have forgotten the power of the miracle of God in our lives, of the breath of Christ touching us, and our responsibility to continue the fight of liberation. But today, we add one more thing. And our story today, we hear from the gospel what our freedom is for. We long for liberty. We die for the notion of freedom. But then once having it, what do we do with it? We are not called in times of peace to become complacent to the struggle of the transformation of this world 
into the kingdom of God. To fulfill the dreams and promises of Christ. And in that long passage, quite simply it defines, who is my neighbor? And from the parable we find, everyone is our neighbor. Even the stranger in our midst. The suffering in the ditch. The untouchable, the unlovable, and even our enemies are capable of transformation. But it must start with us. So I close today by saying on this wonderful birthday of our nation, of the culmination of 4,000 years of dreams and longings, and thousands more years of dreams made clear in the person of Christ. It is this we celebrate today. And it is to this we commit our lives. Thus ends the message. Thanks be to God. Uh, We have concluded another service in which we have come together as the body of Christ. We've affirmed our faith. We've raised our voices to the Lord. We've committed ourselves to the service of God. But also in the midst of it all, we've enjoyed a wonderful offering of music to help lift our souls. Clap offering to the Lord for our guests. And may God richly bless you and your music and your lives uh, for many years yet to come. Amen. And now, before we go forth, we're doing something a little different. I'm offering the benediction, but our postlude today, we're going to sing in place because we couldn't conclude without lifting up the saints. Amen. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be upon you always. Bring us home. There's words in your bulletin if you want to join.
Thanks for listening to this podcast of the First United Methodist Church in Turlock, California. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, share-alike license. For more information about our church, visit www.fumcturlock.com or call the church at 209-668-3000. Visitors are always welcome. And now, may the peace of the Lord dwell in your hearts this day, and may God bless you.